It's me, Dr. Z with JB. Today, we discuss New Year's resolutions and why they may not be the most effective way to set and establish goals. We explore alternative means to create achievable goals, as well as the benefit of maintaining existing ones. Additionally, John said a really cool word, optionality. Hey. We're getting really good at this. Thank you, Zuckerberg, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hi, Dr. Z. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I want to get right into it because I saw your post earlier. Uh, I think it was either today uh, or just a, uh, just a couple hours ago. Uh, New Year's uh, New Year's Eve resolution. Uh, listen to me. New Year's Eve resolutions are a scam, and I yes. uh, very much agree with I that. I did part. say that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and I. And uh, we're kind of going to dive into, you know, why they're not so helpful uh, or cooperative with everybody through this holiday season. You've been listening to us on the podcast. If you're with us live uh, and aren't uh, subscribing to the podcast, uh, have shame on you. Uh, go do that right now. Absolutely. Give us five stars on, on Apple. And haven't been drinking, oddly enough. That was just uh, the old Daffy Duck in me. Um, I, uh, I, I really want to know why you believe they're a scam because this kind of pretty much everything confirms everything to me about uh, I've hated New Year's resolutions since the beginning of time. So right. uh, preach on, Dr. Z. So I think you have to look at the facts first. And the facts are that I guarantee you that the percentage of people who stick to their New Year's resolutions is like, I don't know, I'm going to say less than 10% and I'm being generous. <laughs> okay. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One Oftentimes we set New Year's resolutions that are just way too freaking big, like just way too big. That's number one. Number two, and we'll get into this, but January 1st, right, is an arbitrary date. Mm -hmm. It's not like this switch just flips and we become this different human being just because it's January 1st. When they say kind of new year, new you. No, it's same you 24 hours later, mm -hmm. literally nothing's fucking changed. Like what? <laughs> Like, what's with the magical thinking, right? And so it's this... The champagne, mostly. The champagne. Yeah. So it's this concept that, well, you with the champagne, and the next day you're hungover, so there's still <laughs> nothing good, right? <laughs> it's like new, like, new you last hour of year prior. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, so I just think that it's, I know that away from New Year's, when you're setting goals, this is not the way you do it. When mm -hmm. I set goals with people in therapy, whether it's improved relationships, improved boundaries, or just decreasing depression, decreasing anxiety. You don't just say, okay, tomorrow you're going to be a different human being. Tomorrow you're not going to be depressed because it's Wednesday. Like mm. if you apply the concept of New Year's resolutions to every single day life, it literally makes no sense. That would be like, honest to God, someone coming into my office and me saying, well, it's Tuesday the 2nd. So on Thursday the 4th, you're cured. New, <laughs> new you. <laughs> Ta-da! You know, so, you know, so there's that aspect. The other is New Year's resolutions. If you think about it, January 1st comes after a really stressful time for people, right? And, mm -hmm. and forget a pandemic, but, like, just in general, holidays are really stressful for people. So you're asking people after a really stressful time to – put pressure on themselves to now have to change something about themselves and set these lofty goals mm -hmm. when their life may not support 
that goal at that moment, right? So, you know, I'll get a lot of people that'll say to me, like, why is it a bad thing not to set, why is it a bad thing to set New Year's resolutions? It's not a bad thing to set New Year's resolutions. All I'm saying is that if January 1st doesn't work for you, then do it on March 5th. What's the, like, mm -hmm. what's the difference? I'd rather you set a goal when your life supports it, or at least kind of supports it, and have you succeed, then have you set a goal and feel like shit for the rest of the year. Yeah. And think that everybody else is achieving their goals because they're not. I mean, I see this all day long. So what do you do? Set goals all throughout the year. Small, mm -hmm. tiny goals, incremental goals. In, what I say, you know, I say this all the time, insultingly small goals. Why? Because you get that sense of mastery. And that's what propels you forward to take the next step and the next step. The biggest thing that I think people don't realize is this, if I ask everybody on here, to give me their New Year's resolutions top three. I guarantee you the majority of people are going to say something like, I want to lose weight, yep. I want to eat healthy, I want to go to the gym, something in that domain. And here, and, and, or I want, you know, improve sleep, drink less, eat, wh whatever. The problem with that is it sounds great in theory, but again, if your life doesn't support it at that moment, you're setting yourself up mm. and it's too arbitrary. What does going to the gym look like? What does eating healthy look like. You need to what's called operationally define it. Is that mean cooking one healthy meal a week? Because if you're not cooking any healthy meals a week, you can't go from zero to five or even zero to three. Go from zero to one. And make sure that your goals are in line with what you value. Because there's some people mm -hmm. that will say, you know, I'm going to go to the gym. But, but maybe they hate working out. Right. It's not in line with what they value. So, so you're set, yeah. right. Exactly. So you're setting goals that are not consistent with your values. And when you have goals that are not consistent with your values, you, you are essentially setting yourself up for anxiety, depression, just general stress and unhappiness, mm -hmm. because even when you achieve them, you're not going to feel fulfilled because they're not yes. in line with your values. And I um, think it's something as yeah. silly as, as even saying like, it's going to be my year next year or whatever it is. Cause if it's not, then everything you achieve right. one, you're ignoring and two, you're going to think you had the worst year ever and all that that's stuff. Right. So I, I think that's, that's right. yeah. And also, uh, you know, just like anything else, people are going to usually remember we're very, human beings are very bad reporters of their own behavior. We're horrible. We suck. We either over report, under report, we forget, we minimize. Chances are most people are going to remember the last two months of the new year or of the previous year, right? So even if you had an amazing January, it's probably just off your radar at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I, don't, I, don't I couldn't tell you what happened in April. Correct. Or May or anything, even, right. even back then. Uh, May was my birthday, but that's cool. <laughs> oh, mine too. We're like a day apart. So aren't right. You're on the third and I'm on the second. So like, yeah, that's the old, it's one, of, one of the things I remember about May. Wow. I was born in that month, so. Wow, uh, okay. Uh, what, what, what else in your mind would sound way too big, even if it's January 2nd, May the 3rd, wh whatever it is, like what, what's, what else is too big? What sounds I too big? I think it depends on the person. I think it depends mm -hmm. on where your starting point is and where your goal is. So I, I play a tennis I don't know, four or five times a week, right? Huh. Well, wow. <laughs> yes. Cause I'll go and see <laughs> if I don't. So if, if let's just say that my goal was to play seven days a week, well, like that makes sense for me. I can 
try to make that happen. And that's not too large of a goal because I'm already kind of there anyway. Um, and it also doesn't have to be always because there's going to be times where I can't go at all because my kid's homesick or, or something, you know, so, or I'm mm -hmm. working. So your goals also have to be flexible, right? So they have to be flexible and they have to be achievable. Bottom mm -hmm. line. So let's say you decide you're going to play tennis five days a week, but you've never Hell put yeah. the racket up in your life. I mean, that's not even going to make any sense for you. So mm -hmm. if you decide, okay, I'm going to take an hour lesson once a week and see if I even like it, that's different. That's a great goal to have. Great goal. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can keep continuing on and planning your year essentially to match whatever that is. Absolutely. I wish I loved tennis, first of all, to play it five days a week, but, uh, um, and I sound like such even... a lady of leisure. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Oh, where's your high tea here? My, I'm going to go yeah. lunch after my tennis. <laughs> uh, I would, I would even say things to me sound like I want to make more money or I'm going to be, you know, right. whatever it is. I, I, I think the way you, you set it up where uh, even using uh, losing weight as an example, Let's just get healthy, first and foremost. Let's but make a healthy choice. But operationally, yeah. define healthy. What does healthy right. even look like? You need, anytime you have a word that's like an abstract something where you and I, if this is how you test it out. If the goal is something that you and I would define totally differently, mm -hmm. it's not a good goal. Break it down into healthy, great. I'm going to cook one healthy meal per week. You and I can't interpret that any differently. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a goal like healthy is great. That's a value more so, but the goal is kind of the stops along the way that take you on this journey to your value. And they should be something that there's, there's no argument about it. It is what it is. You can check it off the list. Yeah. And I thought, uh, the, uh, EG, the, uh, millennial realtor shout out and thanks for uh, joining the live, by the way, I kind of considered it. If you look for milestones, like along the way, the goals kind of help you to get the milestones and exactly. so on and so forth, or however you want to verse it. Just thought that was a good way to, to think about that as well. Exactly. Is, is there a, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, yeah. Dr. Z. I was going to say, too, also, you know, keep in mind, goals, goals, this is the other th problem I have, <laughs> one of many problems I have with New Year's resolutions. <laughs> it makes the assumption that where you're at is not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this constant push. I'm all for improving yourself, but I'm also for being like solid with where you're at, even if you don't like where you're at. It's like kind of this acceptance of where you're at, including your faults and your weaknesses and your strengths and all of it and accepting it for all that it is in any given moment. Mm -hmm. And this constant need to push ourselves to be better, achieve more, it totally takes you out of the present moment constantly takes you out of the present moment and people forget that goals don't have to be new things they don't have to be new behaviors they can be let me maintain my healthy eating for mm -hmm. the next six months don't change anything why can't the goal just be to maintain and even more so let's say you just cook chicken like start cooking pork start cooking steak you know like modify an existing goal mm -hmm. i like that the other the uh, the flexibility is is is, is optionality is, is is another thing that That's I think a of great word optionality goals optionality like a, yeah, yeah it's a, 
Uh, I'm borrowing another one from sports because that's uh, I don't know if, if you've ever followed the Philadelphia 76ers. There's a gentleman named Sam Hinkie who totally believes in that as a philosophy, as optionality. Don't get stuck in a corner. And this is this is great for New yes. Year's in thinking in that way because like no you and man are you so right about just honestly saying be more present in the moment. Be more like I've done a, a good amount of whatever it is like because you have. Everyone has. I know I have. I know Carrie has. I know we're all when we're not in a place that we feel that we want to be. and We keep wanting to achieve more and this and that. And like, yeah, sometimes like even this, the smaller things and granted fatherhood's new to me. But the fact that Cora was saying that dad, 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 all day today just kind of made me go, you know what? Things are great. Things are yes. awesome. And we're going in the right direction. And that's all that matters. And let's just right. see what see what's at the end of the tunnel here. Yeah. And so I'm going to give her a shout out, but Dr. Jen just logged on to our podcast. Hi, Dr. Hi, Dr. Jen. Jen. And Dr. Jen, if you guys do not follow her, follow her because she is so on board uh, with Dr. this whole Jen topic. Dr. Jen Wilkin, by the way. Yes. 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 And she is so on board with all of this and her and I do, and also Dr. Rachel, you'll see it. We do a lot of lives together. Um, we just went about this exact topic that, you know, we talk about it a lot, that setting New Year's resolutions is just like kind of this, it's, it's such a, it's such an, uh, a, a toxic term. Like it mm-hmm. really is a toxic term. Um, and it also doesn't take into account, like maybe you can you want to eat healthy, but like you can't afford to eat healthy. Like you want to, mm-hmm. like, there's some like real logistical concerns. Like maybe you are a single parent of three kids and you can't just like go to a specialty store and buy this like really healthy food. I mean, so there's a lot of variables at play and you have to work with what you have, which is why maintaining behaviors and modifying existing behaviors is so much better than setting this new goal. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we always, like I said, are striving to feel better, do better, function better. And as long as we have that language in our mind, because a lot of it is the, is, is the language. When you hear the word New Year's resolutions and you hear the word set goals, new you, it's like you automatically, you feel your chest tighten up because, yeah. you know, your brain hears the words literally and it just like sends a message to your body that like, oh shit, here we go, right? And it like <laughs> prepares you for battle mm-hmm. and like it's just so anxiety provoking when it doesn't need to be, you know? And so you talk mm-hmm. about optionality, but it's also hey, look at you. In, yeah. <laughs> thank you. In the psychology world, there's something called cognitive flexibility, which is kind of being able to shift how you perceive things and carry things and hold things and how you look at things. And so if you look at a goal as not something necessarily to like achieve, but something to like work towards or work through, it takes that pressure off. It's like the people did this during the pandemic and you know, and Dr. Jen Mm -hmm. is on here too. She knows we were like, we were jumping out of our skin because people were like, Oh, lockdown. Great. I'm going to become this new person and take up piano. Meanwhile, your family members are sick. People are dying. You're losing your job, but yet you put this load on you that you're going to Mm -hmm. learn a new skill and become this like new person when you have no cognitive capacity because you're so stressed out to engage in something with this massive learning curve. So apply that to New Year's resolutions. If you're stressed out from the holidays and you just like dealt with ridiculously uncomfortable family situations, you have to return to work, you hate your job, you're going through a divorce, 
and on top of that, you're going to go to the gym five days a week? No, you're not. Mm. Yeah. And listen, maybe some of you are, and great, amazing, but it's not necessary. And you will get there in time, but you'll get there a hell of a lot faster and easier if you start insultingly small. Yes, absolutely true. And even if you're an overachiever and you've accomplished those things, just like Dr. Weasley was saying, there better be a giant time thing that is no longer in your life. And those things are also important in goal setting as well, because that's the only way I think you could possibly pull that off. And, Uh, And there's, you know, perfectionists and, you know, people that are high achievers and that are high functioning anxiety people have a real, what? What? Optionality. (laughs) (laughs) People like that have a really difficult time setting smaller goals because it feels like they're not achieving enough. It feels like they're lazy. I get that a lot. I, you know, people Mm -hmm. will feel like they're not doing enough or they're letting other people down or it's just, they're, yeah, they're just being lazy. And they have to, and we talk about this all the time, you guys that are on here can listen to older podcasts about this, but one of the things that becomes necessary is sitting with the discomfort Mm -hmm. using various skills and strategies to sit with the discomfort of not doing something huge, right? Of not doing something, quote, perfect the way you want to do it because the outcome is so much healthier. And you have to sit with that discomfort to be able to do that. So it's like, you're going to set small goals and achieve them. And at the same exact time, you're going to be uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. one of the things I'll have people do, and for my overachievers, they have I just, I'll, I'll call her out because I, I don't even know if she's on here, but she <laughs> posted it. So I'm going to call her out on it. But my, one of my friends had called me in a panic because she was so overwhelmed. She had so much to do. And I make fun of her because she's one of those like planner people. Like she actually writes yes. it in a, day planner, which I can't comprehend. I tried it and I went to flip the page and for a split second, didn't understand why what I wrote didn't repeat on the same Wednesday at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Like why, why wasn't it there? Like, oh shit, I have to write it in. (laughs) Oh, I have to do that now. Yeah. Yeah. I have to do that. So, you know, so jokingly I said to her, you know, it's, it's because you use a day planner, but anyway, so one of the things I told her to do is to make a list of all the things that you quote call goals or things you need to get done or things you need to accomplish. Just write them down in a list Mm -hmm. and then you're going to rate them in terms of priority and you can't use the same number twice. And Uh. what that does is it forces you out of that all or nothing thinking and it forces you to have to look at your goals that you set for yourself or your tasks that have to be done in terms of priority, mm-hmm. right? And it helps you to see that not everything is of equal importance. And when you're setting New Year's resolutions, that's equally important. Not everything for new, you know, even if you do set New Year's goals, great, but not all of them are equally important. Pick one, like start yes. with one. <laughs> yeah, and because, man, that's, uh, that's such great advice because if you start picking two, three, four, five, six at a time, uh, you'll wind up not accomplishing anything because like 30% right. of trying to accomplish all those goals. I mean, sure. It's, it's, if you want, if you're challenging yourself to get to a hundred, just know that that's going to take a billion years to get yeah. to, or this or that or the other, but and yeah. you'll also have a watered down approach. Mm-hmm. 
you'll have a watered down outcome for all of them, which you don't want either, you know? And so, yeah. well, the second part of this is in addition to doing that, then what I had her do is I made a list, had her list those same things, but list them in terms of how much like anxiety they caused or how much difficulty mm -hmm. she thought she was going to have. And so you have this list of priorities and then you have the list of how uncomfortable it is for you to do. And a lot of times they don't add up. They don't match up. So you kind of want to take an average and start there. Um, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and I know some people were kind of commenting in there too. I, I just, what Dr. Z is talking about is exactly me. Like that's, that's a hundred percent a part of that. And like to keep stripping down essentially and to not even just like at all at once periodically find a time where like, okay, I'm doing these things. Do I like doing these things? Do yes. I value doing these things? Yes. Or am I doing these things because I want to present as successful or yes. this or that or whatever and in starting a new business geez oh man is that is that a big one to understand and learn like strip down and what you understand what you're good at and what you're not yep. good at and accept those things for sure that's a number one mm -hmm. and the other thing it does too is it you know a lot of times us overachievers high functioning anxiety people will tend to do the non-priority smaller goals that aren't as pressing for them that don't mean as much as a way to distract them from the ones that are really meaningful because they don't want yes. to fuck it up they don't want to fuck it up so they avoid mm -hmm. it by doing other smaller things right and then that just causes more anxiety so one of the things that making those lists of your goals and prioritizing it does is it really makes it difficult to like you really have to go out of your way to ignore what really needs to get done. Yes. And if what, right? And if what needs to get done is too big for you, which it probably is, break it down, break it down again, break it down again, and then break it down again. Mm -hmm. I want it to be to the point where somebody looks at it and they're like, I can do that. Cool. Then do it. Then do it. Mm -hmm. But I want it to kind of be like, that's it. Yes, that's it. That's all I want you to do. And all of people say to me all the time, like, that's it. That's really, that's, that's yep. it. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to anything. Like I just think I want to improve my sales. Great. All I want you to do is write that one email to that one client you're thinking about. Exactly. Yeah. Because like, think about it. If you, because that sending an email to a client, you and I, if you have that new year's goal to like send this mm -hmm. email to that client, that comes from a larger thing of, I want to make more sales. Right. So if you have that as your New Year's resolution, I interpret that totally different than you. But if you say, mm -hmm. send email to this client, that we see exactly the same. That's a great mm -hmm. goal. And that's, that's manageable. And how do we, I guess, balance that uh, flexibility of those goals or that optionality of those goals into what we're just discussing now and to be like, well, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, like there's... There's that part of like, okay, I'm going to do this later and then just never pick it up again. So how do you kind of, is a, is a teammate important? Is just kind of being honest with yourself important? How do you make sure you don't fall into that laziness category, which we're already afraid of in the first place? So first off is I, I don't, yes, it's good to have somebody to hold yourself accountable to, but mm -hmm. it depends on what the situation is. And I, I, it's good in some situations, but in others, it's bad. So that's very situation specific because you have to be careful with perfectionists, people pleasers. You don't want to seek external validation mm -hmm. as your main driving force to accomplish your goal. It's a great okay? point. Yeah. So it's a great added bonus, but it mm -hmm. shouldn't be the primary reason. Um, 
so it goes back to how do you do it? You, you, you do it you br by breaking it down into the tiniest components, that angst that you have that, that you're, you've been avoiding, like, cause you're not avoiding the task. You're avoiding the anxiety mm -hmm. and the, you know, the, the discomfort you think you're going to have when you do it. Right. So if you break it down into tiny components, that anxiety is broken down with that. So mm -hmm. you kind of put yourself on a scale of zero. Let's say there's no anxiety at all. 10 being the worst you've ever felt in your life. You want to break down the goal into smaller tasks where like the anxiety is maybe a four. And then what you'll find is the tasks that used to be eight, as you do these smaller ones, that eight starts to become a six. So you do it that way, that you kind of habituate to the discomfort because before it was this huge ball of anxiety you were avoiding. Mm -hmm. Now it's these tiny little things that you can tackle. I love that. And fits kind of like right in line with everything we've been talking about tonight. And if you've been uh, watching live or just uh, catching up uh, now or on the podcast, uh, make sure you're following along at Dr. Z underscore psychologist. And of course, I always leave my DMs open. I'm John Barchard. I am the JB, you know, along with the Dr. Z at John Barchard, uh, pretty much everywhere on Instagram, on Twitter, and pretty uh, any other social network that you can find throughout there. Uh, love that there were some other people mentioning that 3012 Fashion Avenue. I love oh, that. She's on here. Hi. Uh, uh, I love seeing everyone was, on here. Nice. Uh, nice. In sales affects her anxiety and, and pro productivity. Like it always will. It affects her productivity. It affects our everything. You yes. Know, and, and that's. But I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to interrupt with that. Having a moderate level of anxiety is oftentimes what makes successful salespeople. What makes mm -hmm. people successful in general. Remember, we talked about this. You can't have an absence of anxiety because you'll die. You won't look yeah. both ways when you cross the street because you'll have nothing. You know, anxiety gives us information about our world. It keeps us safe. It's adaptive. It's, it's, we need it to live. So the goal can never be to not have any. But a moderate level of anxiety is oftentimes what makes some people really freaking good at their jobs. Mm -hmm. You yes. just have to make yeah. sure that you can, you can adjust it in the different roles and different situations in your life. Mm -hmm. I think just like you, I think, I don't know, I'm just guessing, I, I thrive in chaos. It is great. Like that pressure what? of, oh no. <laughs> if I can, I, I really want to be, exactly. I really, I really want to mm -hmm. be at the other side of that where the, I'm just as good in the chaos as I am when there's, you know, a, a clean breath of air. And I'm trying to stop myself right. from getting into the chaos, which is, a challenge and, and certainly not a new year's resolution, but you know, uh, I, I think it's just, that's, that's the other half of the anxiety of, I think a lot of us want to unlock. Yes. It's just being in the non-side of chaos. When, we, yeah. when we're not in chaos and we're not so busy, whether that's a society thing and us thing or whatever thing or both, mm -hmm. when we're not busy, we feel lazy, we feel unproductive. And then that's why we worry. That's why people in times of, like still waters start to worry <laughs> because worry is a way to avoid that discomfort. And when you worry, you think you're problem solving when really you're doing shit. You've just sat on your couch yep. for 30 minutes and had done literally nothing, but you trick yourself into thinking you're being productive. And that worry is what takes you out of that discomfort you feel when things are just kind of settled. And so yeah. a great new year's resolution for people could be I'm going to, throughout the year work on sitting with my discomfort when things are just calm 
chill and relaxed. Chill. And yes. yes. And uh, I'm, it's, that's a, it's a great point. I think it's a, a wonderful discussion on, uh, on the night and honest to God, like I'm staring at a stack of dishes and you know, there's my computers all over the place. Like I, I'm, I, I'm, we are, we are right there in the thick of things with you. Like we know yes. exactly how this feels and that's why it's important for us to keep talking about it and to keep, uh, well, I mean, Dr. Z is keeping us in the loop on, on everything here. Every time that we, I feel like I learned that. Uh, Rose. Oh, I did. At the end. No, we didn't. We're not. Oh, we there, are still we doomed. Okay. So, Wait, uh, I'm, I'm throwing this in before I forget. Cause yes, I know please. I'm going to forget. Cause I have like nothing left up here. No. No, I'm still here. Ah, you're still there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't make your, don't get so hung up on completing the goal. Think about more of the process of how you're approaching it. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, even when we accomplish the goal, we, like I said, we feel unfulfilled. So, so make sure that you're focusing on the process in which you're, you're managing the goal or accomplishing the goal. Are you staying present? Are you feeling the discomfort? Not like, Grin and bearing it. Grin and bearing. Grinning and bearing it. Grinning and bearing it. Grinning, grinning and bearing it. Yeah. We can grin because and bear too. Grin and bear. Because then you're not present for us, oh, right? Yeah. So you accomplish the goal, but you don't know how you got from point A to point B. So right. make sure you're present while you're accomplishing it, also. Yeah, uh, and also being present when you accomplish it makes that accomplishment feel so much better. Yes, you're not always <laughs> it, it, searching for the next thing. Yes, I have done that. 10 years in a row of like, cool, I hit my milestone. Awesome. Now I'm on to the next thing. I celebrate it for two seconds and then move on. It's exactly. not fun. It's so not fun. Enjoy it. Tell people, yourself you're some awesome. People feel, some people feel uncomfortable, you know, kind of with their own accomplishments. Some people feel mm -hmm. they don't deserve it. Some people feel they're not worthy of it. Some people think they did a shitty job. Um, you know, there's a million different reasons, you know, people think they're lazy if they, you know, stay in that spot. So there's a million different reasons why people mm -hmm. don't celebrate their accomplishments. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and they shouldn't pat themselves on the back a million times. Absolutely. But uh, definitely is uh, definitely embrace your own awesomeness, for sure. <laughs> and uh, listen to Dr. And your Z a lot. And your optionality. <laughs> yes, and your optionality. Plus that bad boy out as much Love as you that. possibly can. Go, go swap those picks as much as you can. So, Embrace your optionality. Uh, it's my new logo. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Embrace, right? Please, please make it a shirt or a saying I will buy right? it immediately. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, as always, if you uh, go to drjamiezuckerman.com, if you want to continue on any of this one-on-one -on -one with Dr. C, that is certainly where you, uh, your process can start through there. Was that the um, dishes? That was not the dishes. Oh. That was, I believe, the the biscuits falling out of the refrigerator. Uh, but the uh, the uh, but uh, you can go. Oh, it's the baby bottle. I'm sorry, it's the oh, baby oh, bottle. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, drjamiezuckerman.com for uh, anything that you want to explore one on one. And uh, workshops are still available on demand. She has got a book coming out in April. Pretty much everywhere you can find that. I'm sure there will be a link in the description of this podcast where you do. And uh, if you like making content, if you like these type of discussions, that's what I do. And guess what? I'm proud to say this. I'm really good at it. Yeah, I've been in podcasting for a long, 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 long time. And uh, you can DM me anytime at John Barchard or lastoutmedia.com. Book your 30-minute free, uh, free 30-minute consultation. And uh, hang out and I'll tell you exactly what to do and how to achieve your goals in this medium. So... Uh, Dr. Z, we appreciate it. 
Thank you so much. If uh, we don't talk to everybody, uh, Merry Christmas to everybody that yes. celebrates. Uh, we will probably see you after the new year. Uh, and uh, we will talk to you very soon. Bye, guys. Have a good night.